This is Your Own Best Company, a podcast and community for creative people who value and enjoy working alone. Hello, everyone. I am Franklin Taggart, and this is Your Own Best Company. This is a podcast for people who love to work alone, and I also run a community on Facebook under the same name. Um, my guest today is uh, someone who's uh, fairly new to me. Uh, Karen and I have uh, have had one meeting prior to this podcast. Uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend. Um, Karen Diffie is a coach who uh, lives in Wales. You happen to be the first Welsh resident uh, that I've had on the podcast. Fantastic. Had a couple of people from England before but nobody who's actually living in Wales. Uh-huh. So I'd like to introduce you to Karen Diffie. Uh, Karen is a coach who helps ambitious and committed introverts tap into their n- natural strengths to become inspiring, authentic, and confident leaders. She's on a mission to help introverted women leaders be the best version of themselves, confident, fulfilled, and happy in work and in life. Um, personally, she says back in 2014, she had, she was a finance and business director and outwardly she was very confident and she put on a good show, but inwardly she struggled with self-worth and felt like a total fraud. Um, she second guessed her decisions and she wondered whether the actions that she took were enough. Um, overthinking and spending way too much time getting things perfect. Uh, she was unhappy and she knew that she wanted something else. She wanted to create a new career for herself. So in 2015 and 16, she made the shift into being a fully qualified and accredited coach practitioner. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go. Um, But you also, you and your husband made the move to Wales and your, your intention in moving was not necessarily to have a coaching business. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what took you to Wales. Um, so in part, um, we are very fortunate that um, we were able to put a pin in a map in the UK as to where we wanted to go and live. And the pin landed in North Wales. And um, so we bought a small holding here in the, the North Wales hills and um, near the Berwyn Mountains, which are absolutely beautiful. And um, so we set about um, keeping rare breed livestock. So we have um, red breed sheep. We have two breeds of sheep, um, Black Welsh Mountain and Clanwenog. And um, we have pigs and hens and enjoy a a wonderful outdoor life. So you you ended up in in farming. Um, So so you have now two full-time jobs uh, (laughs) between coaching and farming. And yes. I'm, I'm, in my own experience as a coach, I, I would bet that there's some parallels. <laughs> oh, most definitely. I have most certainly learned a lot in terms of um, leadership uh, associated with having a small holding and being able to plan and get um, the best out of um, a community because we, we came here not knowing anyone. Yeah. Um, and so we we built a whole new network of friends and 
used our own superpowers, if you like, to um, develop our skills. Neither of us are from a farming or animal husbandry background. So everything was from scratch. And um, really in terms of infrastructure as well, there there was very little here. Um, So we've learned to to put fences in and build a polytunnel and... um, we, we'd previously grown our own vegetables and things, but we we um, had to learn how to do it in this particular climate because we're quite high up and it gets very cold here. Um, and obviously looking after the animals to the best of our ability as well, which um, has, has presented us with all kinds of challenges that <laughs> um, we've, we've learned about. Had you been around livestock at all before? Not really. Um, We'd had domestic pets along the way, Um, but um, in terms of livestock, not at all. Apart from when we'd been on holiday and um, kind of stayed on on farms and and so on before, um, deciding that it was something that we, we would really love to do. Very good. I mean, that that's just such a cool adventurous decision. I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it took a, a fair amount of um, courage, I think, in terms <laughs> of do, doing what we did. But um, it's it's given us a whole new opportunity in life of being outdoors and um, being able to, to live life on our terms in many ways. Tell me a little bit about the transition that you went through from being a finance and business director uh, for a corporation and your transition into working for yourself and uh, going into the coaching field. Tell us a little bit about how, how did that come about and um, a little bit, just give us a, a sense of, you know, what have you learned? What what are some of the things that you found valuable about your you know being your own uh, being your own boss in in essence? Um, how has that transition been for you? So the transition came around really as as you'd previously talked about in terms of um, my confidence in in the workplace and my struggles with self worth. Um, and a, a desire that there was more to life and work for me. Um, I actually came across coaching when I was doing my MBA studies and really benefited from um, the, the coaching interactions that I had as part of that program. And I think that that influenced my decision to become a coach myself um, so part of that transition was then to um, become qualified because ethically and um, morally for me, it was important to, to have um, that accreditation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a relatively unaccredited profession. Yeah. And so it was important to me that I had the right skill set to help um, my, my potential clients. And so I undertook a, a master's program at Worcester University to become a coach and um, mentor. And as part of that, I, I'm able with my clients to 
coach and where appropriate offer mentorship which is quite a unique skill set mm-hmm. um and helps helps my clients in in on different levels i think in terms of helping them to find their own solutions but also being able to share my experience and how to to help them if to get unstuck sometimes yeah now are most of the people that you're working with as a coach and a mentor are they in corporate environments or are they also uh, doing self-employment and um, and things like that? Are they all, all over the map or are they particularly in corporate or something like that? Um, most are in paid employment. Okay. Um, occasionally, um, people who are self-employed um, would like my support too, mm-hmm. um, but generally they're, they're in a, a corporate environment. Now, you've you've talked about your own introversion. Um, in your introduction, and I'm I'm really curious um, as someone who identifies as an introvert. What do you find the most challenging about running your own business? Being visible. Ah, very good. <laughs> Stepping yeah. out of my comfort zone and um, pr- promoting what I do. Yeah. Um, I find that particularly challenging. What 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 makes that so? I mean, what are the what are the feelings that go along with that? I think introverts are very good at shrugging their shoulders and and saying, "Oh, well, that's just what I do." <laughs> um, they don't necessarily acknowledge the the, the value that they offer. Um, and that they bring to the table. And I'm getting much better at it. Um, And um, I was able to do it in in my previous role. And, you know, it's just just, um, stepping out of of your comfort zone and and being able to to kind of show people that that you, you were really there for them. How long have you been promoting yourself to podcasts like this? Oh, this is a, a new venture for me, and okay. um, it's very exciting. Um, this is only my second podcast, and um, so I'm I'm delighted to be a guest on your show today. Oh wow! I'm I'm just so happy that you're with me. Um, what drew you to podcasting as a way to be visible? I I think. It's a, it's a new way for people to get to know me. Um, it's, you know, qu- quite often I'll, I'll sort of post on LinkedIn and, um, but, but you don't get to hear my voice. You don't get a sense of who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, and this gives a, a much fuller kind of appreciation of who I am and, and what I do. Very good. Well, we're going to jump right into uh, a who you are and what you do uh, exercise here. Uh, I asked Karen if she wouldn't mind putting together uh, some kind of a, um, a demonstration for us of an exercise that she might use in a group coaching program or in a, uh, even in an individual coaching program. And she's come up with a really cool idea that I think you're going to like. 
Now, Karen, are folks going to need something to write with for this, or is this something that they can just go through and kind of answer as they go? Both, I, I would think. If they have a pen and paper to hand, I think that that would be really useful. Okay. Um, but but also, it, it may just um, trigger some thoughts. So this activity is called Five Steps to Be More You, Knowing and Using Your Strengths. And I have offered to be the test subject. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen, if you're ready to roll with that, I'm ready to go. So people who use their strengths perform better than those who do not because they truly understand and believe what they're good at and therefore use their strengths effectively, both professionally and personally. And there are so many advantages to focusing on our strengths, including higher levels of motivation, self-confidence, well-being, job satisfaction, as well as lowering levels of stress. And all of these lead to greater professional and personal success. So focusing on strengths helps us to be ourselves and still get the job done in a more energized, motivated and authentic way. And that's why I simply love helping my clients work through their strengths and help them on their journey. So using a strengths approach is one of the best ways to help you to be an authentic leader. So today I want to share with you um, a strength scope based approach to know your strengths and use them more effectively. So step one is to know your values and your purpose. Knowing our purpose helps us draw on our unique talents, our abilities and our experience so that we can achieve our goals and help others along the way too. When we find our purpose, we find focus determination and the motivation needed to achieve our goals. This in itself can be challenging because as introverts, we often undervalue the things we're good at. We shrug our shoulders and think it's nothing special. And one of my purposes is to help introverts recognize what they're truly good at and to value their uniqueness. Knowing our values is important too. They underpin who we are and guide us in our work and life. So I'd like you to think about the values that are important to you. And if you want to go a little bit deeper, think about why they're important. Some of mine include making a difference, integrity, trust and accountability but there are many, many more to add to the list. So for step one, I'd like you to know your purpose and your values by taking a few months to think about what your purpose is and what your values are. So Franklin, yeah. what would you identify as being your purpose and your values? Um. I've done a lot of thinking about this over the years and I've, I've helped people uncover their own purpose and values. So I'm kind of cheating here. I, I, I already know the answers to these questions. <laughs> um, the purpose that I feel most called to 
is helping people to discover their unique giftedness and to find practical ways to express that in the world and also to be recognized and in some cases compensated for it. Um, that, that is the purpose that I serve. Um, the values that I have um, at the top of the list has to be creativity because I believe that every human being just as a part of, of their makeup has a natural ability to create and it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's artistic though I think that's a skill most people can learn um, but creativity is being able to come into a situation and not do the tried and true thing but to come up with a new way or to you know find a way to make something work that hasn't worked before all of those things are creative so creativity is definitely at the top of my values list um, another thing that's uh, very important to me um, relationships are really important to me and they're they're central to the way that I do all of my business um, honoring the relationship is the way that I feel confident and comfortable promoting what I do um, because what I look at is that if if I get out of the way and make it all about helping that person get what they want all of a sudden it feels really good it's very easy to do and it's very easy to promote at that point but if I'm if I'm up there saying look at me look at me look at me I hate that that doesn't feel good at all mm -hmm. the other value that I would probably point to as being core for me is um, I'm not sure how to how to express this other than to say um, truthfulness and it's different from honesty I think that truthfulness is something that has more subtlety and truthfulness means that it, I mean it has some integrity in it it has some difficulty in it there have been times in my life when telling the truth was was the hardest thing that I ever had to do but it was still so important that I had to do it and in doing in telling the truth some of the things you know some of the things that were said I think were painful for people to hear and to experience and I don't think that they understand how much that grieved me but it was still important for the truth to come out so truthfulness I think is up there as well good okay so if we move on to step two which is about discovering what energizes you and as with most most things in life there are a number of ways to find out what energizes us but one of the most effective ways is through strengths profiling and the profile that i use is called strength scope and i use this not least because it's accredited by the british psychological society and as such, it's one of the best ways to identify who you are at your best. 
As well as adding a strength scope profile to your portfolio, there are a few more things than a few more things that you can do to deepen your understanding of your strengths, including speaking to the people whose opinion you value the most and getting their feedback. Avoid making self-judgments of the things you observe of yourself and also from the feedback of others, because this may restrict your opportunities for growth. For me, my three standout strengths are developing others, efficiency and critical thinking. With developing others, I promote other people's learning and development to help them achieve their goals and fulfill their potential. Efficiency is where I take a well-ordered and methodical approach to tasks to achieve planned outcomes. And my critical thinking helps me to approach problems and arguments by breaking them down systematically and evaluating them objectively. So what do you think that your standout strengths would be, Franklin? Well, again, um, this is something that I've done a lot of thinking about. And the word that I use very often is gifts. Um, I, I make a distinction between gifts and talents. Uh, talents are kind of the activity and the gift is the thing that's delivered through the activity. And so the thing that I look at is that as far as my talents and skills are concerned, the ones that I tend to find the most energy from are things like deep listening. I get energized by listening. Um, I get energized by, by imagining. I, I love to imagine new scenarios and new possibilities. And I get energized by that. And then another thing that I, I really get energized by are when a conversation can go deep. That is satisfying to me. When there can be some mutual depth in a conversation, um, that's worth living for for me. I just, I look forward to that every day. That's one of the things that I love about coaching. And one of the things, I don't know if I'm getting past where we needed to go with this, but one of the things that I realized about uh, 10 years ago, I went through a serious illness and I was hospitalized several times. And during that time period, I couldn't do music, which was my career at the time. And I was really distraught because I felt like that music was my gift. Being a musician was my gift. Well, one of the things that started to happen during that time period was people started asking me for help as they were trying to navigate having a creative career and it just came very naturally to me to help them do that one of the things that was really interesting was one of my hospitalizations I had just had surgery and I was in ICU the hospital chaplain was a friend of mine who also was a musician and he came to visit me just to see how I was doing and we had a three-hour conversation about his music career and it was in that moment that I really realized that my gift wasn't music. My gift was something else. And certainly music is a way to deliver that gift. 
but the gift the gift is helping people to see their own value and helping people to see their own worth and helping people to just really actualize their deepest desires and dreams that was the thing that i really got excited about whether i was on stage playing the guitar and, and singing whether i was giving a guitar lesson and ultimately as i started coaching that was central to coaching as well so it's kind of a roundabout way of getting to it but i hope that answered the question <laughs> i think a lot of introverts will that that will resonate with many of them yeah. um that there are many points there that introverts will will definitely relate to good so moving on to step three is about bringing your strengths to life so identifying your key strengths, those things that energize you and that you are great at or have the potential to become great at is a really great start. I've just shared with you my three standout strengths and a summary of what each of them means to me. So to bring your strengths to life, take some time and think about the words that describe the benefits of the strengths you have along with the examples of where you have used them to the benefits of others, so that these stories bring your strengths to life. An example would be that the value of my developing others' strength is in helping others recognize their potential so that they can fully use their strengths to achieve their goals. Combining this with my efficiency strength helps clients to get there much faster than they would if they were doing this on their own. Along with my wealth of leadership experience, this strength, combine, this strength combination underpins my leadership coaching practice to help my coaching clients value their strengths so that they can achieve their full potential. And when you know your values, and your strengths, along with the benefits that they can bring, you can start to communicate this with, your, with confidence because you will be able to describe you at, at your natural and most energized and confident and best self. And by bringing your strengths to life in this way, you'll share your story with the people who really do need to hear these things because otherwise they may not get to know the full authentic you and all that you can bring. So how close are you to bringing your strengths to life? Hmm. How close am I? Well, I do it every day. Um, and one of the things that I kind of realized in, in looking back is that my strengths came through even before I was aware of what they were. Even back into high school, I can look back into my school days and I can remember showing up as a very encouraging and accepting person to people who I was in school with. Mm -hmm. Like if they had problems, they kind of naturally gravitated to me to talk about them. It's not that I had any solutions for them, but I just would have a real understanding and listening ear. 
So those strengths are things that I can look back on and say, wow, even then these were being exercised, but I didn't even know. I didn't recognize them as anything unique or different or interesting or special. Um, and that's one of the things that I think is really interesting about our strengths is that to us, they may be very ordinary, but to the people who need them, they're extraordinary. <laughs> it just, it's music to my ears in terms of how introverts just don't, don't recognize their, their own talents and right. their own strengths because they just think that's, that's what everybody could do or, you know, <laughs> and it's just not the case. No, it's not the case at all. <laughs> it's just so normal for us. Yes. And, and we don't understand that it, it does have a real unique place in our community. And I think that that's, that's where I believe that gifts need to be expressed is in the communities that we're a part of. And, um, I, in my experience, it's like, just try to hold it back. I, I don't know that I can. Um, maybe there are times when I should, <laughs> but, but many introverts do hold back. I do. And do, yeah, I and do keep their their superpowers to themselves or they don't share fully their superpowers. And that's a great shame because yeah. um, they, they have so much to offer. And sometimes it's just that they don't know how to articulate that either. Yeah. Um, and or they don't have the opportunity, um, say, for example, in the meeting and there may be more extroverts there and they just don't feel comfortable voicing the, the things that they have to share and yeah. um just because you're the loudest voice in the room doesn't mean to say that you come up with the best ideas <laughs> and that's why I always encourage extrovert leaders to give introverts that opportunity to share their wealth of knowledge and experience yeah. because they have so many great ideas but they're not the front of the queue usually to share them. <laughs> From the description of your coaching, Karen, it sounds like that that's something that you spend a significant time doing with folks is helping them to articulate that and helping them to to come out of their shell a little bit and to, to express that more. I mean, Absolutely. that's the purpose of this whole exercise, but um, I can't imagine that your your clients... You know, they, they they have to benefit from this. They just have to. They they certainly do, and it's about finding that space where they feel comfortable stretching enough to step out of their comfort zone, but they don't go into the panic and um, feel completely overwhelmed. And it's it's about helping them to find their own solutions so that they can make that happen and their voice is heard yeah. and that can just make such a big difference to them in in progressing their career and also personally um just being able to have that confidence um to to share what they know because they have a wealth of knowledge and experience and sometimes they just don't want to they just don't know how to share that for me, what was really interesting was that it took me a long time to be comfortable with calling myself a coach. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I tiptoed around that for years. I'm a guide. I'm a teacher. I'm a, 
I'm a, you know, <laughs> I'm a concoctor, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and finally, I just realized, you know what, I've, I've actually been certified in this and I've actually, you know, I've gotten some training here and this is actually what I do. And finally, just letting that name, letting that title feel okay. That, that took some getting used to. But once, once I started to own that a little bit, then bringing the strengths to life actually felt easier. Sometimes for introverts, it's about allowing that time to think and mm -hmm. to allow that processing. Um, and sometimes it's just accepting a title what's in a title yeah. you know um i've i've also kind of gone through different kind of coaching titles and settled with a leadership title but what i do is so much more than yeah. kind of <laughs> defined within a leadership coach for introverts it it covers so many other aspects of of what goes on in a person's profession and also in their life because ultimately a client always brings their whole self to the, the, the experience. Um, and so it's it's hard to kind of define it within a coaching title. Um, but, I, but I do firmly believe that introverts take that time to process. And when they've got that, then that confidence comes to share. Well, it's hard to fit like groundbreaking personal and professional transformations on a business card. <laughs> but that's what we do and that's what we offer and yeah. what you know our unique abilities are able to bring out in those people that we we share our qualities with very good i i hope we've uh i hope we've covered the question bringing your strengths to life it felt like what we got there <laughs> Any other, are there any other questions around that before we move on? No, I think we, we can move on to uh, step four, which is around stretching and learning. So our strengths are natural qualities that we've probably been using most of our lives. And because of this, we're probably well-skilled at using them to the extent that we become quite comfortable. But this can have unintended consequences in that when we become so familiar with the things we're naturally good at, we can inadvertently adopt a fixed mindset that protects us from the taking of risks and prevents us from using our strengths in new or challenging situations. So the step of stretching and learning involves co consciously planning to continue to grow and develop your strengths by taking them to the next level. This will most certainly mean taking risks. But you know what? Introverts are really good at assessing these. And so there's a huge potential for confidence to grow as we develop our strengths further. So taking my critical thinking as an example, what could I do to stretch that strength further? Well, I could look to help educate others in this area, which would give me the opportunity to refresh and build my own knowledge and skills. So 
what active steps could you take to develop your strengths further so that you could be more you, but in a more skillful way? For me, it's just like, you don't get muscles unless you flex your your body. You know, you, you, you have to get exercise in order to get a benefit like that. And I feel like that strengths are somewhat similar. Um, I think I use them enough at this point that they, they're almost second nature. But one of the things that I always like to try to do is to find new ways to uh, create and and do things that that just kind of put those strengths in a new context or put them in a put them in a new arena like podcasting this is the fourth podcast that I've had over the years um, but podcasting for me I, I still feel like that I'm I'm exercising that muscle and and, and trying to make it bigger um, I've, I've had the same thing with, uh, with doing online videos. Um, it takes me a long time to, to do a video, but I really enjoy that. And it's just another way that I can share what I have with people. So those are some ways that I'm kind of stretching and learning in, in the, the things that I'm doing. Um, I also think one of the things that has been um, helpful to me is finding ways to not necessarily mitigate my sensitivity, but to be bigger than my sensitivity. Because my sensitivity very often, I mean, I used to be very reactionary. Um, and if I got angry, it was hard to contain. And so one of the things that's been really interesting is that I've, as I've gotten older, I've, I've been able to, to have a bigger awareness than just what I was feeling in the moment. And that that shift in awareness has been a lifesaver for me. There are still times when I've, you know, when when I've gotten angry and, and you know, spilled it all over the room. Um, but just having that space around the emotions and the sensitivities that I have has been a really good stretching and learning direction for me as well mm -hmm. yeah and that that leads beautifully onto our next section which is about when our strengths go into overdrive mm -hmm. and how we manage the antidote to that those things when they happen so firstly what is overdrive put simply it's when our strengths go into excessive activity in, this, in essence, it's the shadow side of our strengths and when unchecked can lead to less favorable outcomes. As a simple example, my efficiency in overdrive can mean I have a strong reaction to things when they move away from what was planned. And so as part of my strengths development, it's important to develop an antidote, in which case we could recognize when things don't go to plan and I need to be mindful to see things from the perspective of others. So you've already spoken about what happens when you have a reaction and that things go into overdrive for you. 
Um, what antidotes do you now have strategies to use? I think part of it is that um, I've become familiar enough with my own process to know I, I can recognize the early signs of when I'm starting to get, you know, emotionally overloaded or overwhelmed or or um, upset. And um, the earlier that I recognize it, the more I can say, oh, wait a minute, there's something going on here and I just need to take a minute. I really need to back off. So there's my antidote. It's just like recognizing it earlier and and then trying to make a different decision rather than a reaction in the moment. Mm -hmm. I think one of the other areas where I go into overdrive, and I hear this a lot from people, I know a lot of stuff and I tend to be really overwhelming. Like I give them too many things to do or too many things to think about. And it's like, I, I have to stop <laughs> <laughs> because they're not going to be able to get anything out of this. They're not going to be able to get anything valuable out of it. So one of the things that I always have to make sure of is I have to kind of, I have to monitor as I'm going, is this too much for you? And if it is, we, we need to just kind of back it down and, and find what is the most important here for you. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that I've had to learn as well, is to just not, not overload people with information and, and insight and knowledge and things like that, and let them have their own process. For sure. And being able to dial up and down on that and yeah. being able to recognize that is a great strength. Um, and when you you will sense, because of that greater self-awareness that you've developed over a long, long period of time, you'll be able to sense when that's necessary. Anything you'd like to say in closing there, Karen, with that exercise? I thought that was a wonderful exercise. So I think um, really just to, to summarize um, that the first step is to know your values and your purpose and then to discover what energizes you and how to bring your strengths to life so that you can keep stretching and learning and then recognize when you're in overdrive and have that invaluable antidote. I think that's going to be an uh, exceptionally valuable exercise for people to go through th themselves. And both of us have given, you know, our, our unabridged answers to the questions. And I think that that'll be valuable as well. Um, Karen, talk a little bit about if somebody has experienced this exercise, they get a sense of how you are as a coach and, um, can't help but think that there are going to be people who hear this who want to take a next step with you. Can you describe what that next step would be? So um, they can contact me through my website, um, which is um, www.ksdcoach.com. And there's lots of information there about me and um, the programs that I have to offer. And my signature program is um, The Quiet Warrior, which um, is the strengths-based um, program where we do the strength scope pro profile. And I combine that with coaching to um, help my clients to become better leaders. 
Um, and in addition to that, in September, I'm launching a new program called Wired for Success. And that will be around helping um, people to um, identify their uh, limiting beliefs and the things that are holding them back and helping them to release some of those things so that they can help to grow and overcome those things that have been holding them back. Because we can all tell ourselves all sorts of stories as to why we can't do something or why something's not possible or we've tried that before and it's not going to work again. But they're all stories that quite often don't figure out in reality. And so hopefully through this program, I'd be able to help you unravel some of those insecurities and um, make, make the progress that you've really been waiting for. Very good, Karen. Are these programs online? They'll be yes. virtual. Yes. So they're available on my website. And um, also, if anybody wanted to contact me directly by email, it's karen at ksdcoach.com. And I, any conversation is a conversation. There's never any obligation in terms of what the outcome will be. I just love meeting new people, even as an introvert. Yeah. I love meeting new people and having some great conversations. So I welcome people just to get in touch. Yeah, I always tell people being an introvert doesn't mean that I don't like people. It no, just means that uh, I really I, I have to have I have to have the quiet in the space uh, so that I can, you know, so that I can sort things out. That's really more of what it means than than you know, not being around people. Um, I love people. <laughs> I really enjoy having conversations with people. Same and like you, I enjoy my quiet time. Um, but it doesn't mean that, um, you know, I want to be alone all the time. That's <laughs> not the case at all. So again, the, the website for Karen is ksdcoach.com. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And, um, I for for dating purposes, I want to mention that this uh, episode is being recorded in August of 2021, and the September that she is referring to is September of 2021. So the Wired for Success um, program that she mentioned that will be starting in September will be starting in September of 2021. Now, if you're listening to this in some other year. <laughs> hopefully after <laughs> the fact, um, I would encourage you to just reach out to Karen and find out when the next uh, iteration of this program is going to be offered. Karen, this has great. been so much fun. I, I really have enjoyed our conversation. The exercise was wonderful. I really feel affirmed by that. And it, I think it was a wonderful uh, introduction for people to your work and to what it's like to work with you. So thank you for for bringing that to us th today. I keep Thank wanting to say this morning, but where you are, it's not morning at all. <laughs> no, we're heading for um, late afternoon. <laughs> um, is there anything that you'd like to say in parting to people? Um, I think it's just about sharing what the benefits of having a strengths approach would be, um, particularly in terms of replacing overwhelm and fear with confidence and success. Um, because particularly for introverts, I think that they do experience that overwhelm and fear. And I know that I certainly did. Yeah. But by 
developing that greater self-awareness, that confidence and ability to succeed just flows. Um, it, it really does. It really is such a game changer to understand truly what you're good at and believe it. Because as part of the process, we do a 360 um, review and I'm always amazed at how uh, people change as the result of actually knowing what people, other people actually think of how, how you perform. Mm. Um, because as introverts, we don't always welcome that. Um, and um, so it, 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 just, it, it just totally changes the pitch for people really. Um, and, you know, to, to really know what you're good at so that you can banish that inner critic or at least be able to bring it under control yeah. just makes such a huge difference. Well, Karen, thank you so much for your time and for your talent. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, frankly. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. People who work alone aren't antisocial, at least not most of us. If people think you're weird because you don't want to grow a big company and you'd rather spend most of your time working by yourself, you're just hanging around the wrong people. Your own best company has a Facebook group that you're invited to join right now. We understand the urge to close the door, let your imagination run wild, and stay there until your creative impulse runs its course. We also understand the features and challenges that go along with running a business to support our solo flight lifestyles. Joining the group is free and it's as easy as clicking the link in the channel description. So go there now and just join the group. Want to hear more where this came from? Subscribe to your own best company on your favorite podcast app or on the Franklin Taggart Coaching and Consulting YouTube channel. To get in touch with Franklin, send an email to yobc at franklintaggart.com. Thanks for listening.